On today's Daily Charge Supercharged Edition, are we really in the times of sci-fi computing? Who's truly ahead in the quantum race, Google or IBM? And is the Switch Lite the next real Game Boy? All right, Yan, <laughs> always coming through with really well thought out co- uh, thought out questions, questions. Quantum computing is cool. Had Google responded to IBM's doubt that Google had achieved quantum supremacy, IBM did. Uh, excuse me. Did Google fail to account for the supercomputer storage potential? So yes, the short answer is Google did address IBM's criticism, which IBM published a couple days ago. So. IBM questioned whether their uh, whether the Google researchers really had produced quantum supremacy. They said if you do the math in a different way and you store data on conventional hard drives, well, guess what? We can do that problem in a few days, not in ten thousand years. So it might be that uh, IBM has a different way to crack this particular nut. But Google said, yeah, yeah, yeah. There might be some ways that you can improve things, but we're still on a track here for exponential improvement in quantum computers. So it maybe it's today, maybe it's a year from now, but they seem very confident that they are they definitely have achieved quantum supremacy in this particular domain. I love that the span goes from two days to ten thousand years. Right? There does a maybe like split the split the difference <laughs> at five hundred seventy five years or. <laughs> Two thousand five thousand years. years. Yeah, that's just an unbelievable. Like they said, ten thousand years. We can do it in two and a half. Two and a half days. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Uh, since we're sure. on the topic of Google, anyways, let's there, it is such a it's such a crazy scale for for to think about. All right. Uh, since we're on the topic of Google, anyways, uh, Yan wants to know any update on the Google ban on Huawei. Oh, great question. I believe that, that they're still... So technically, I think Huawei still has access to some Google services, but not the core ones like email and like Gmail or Google Play. There's sort of an extension on the, the entity list that it's on right now. Um, but uh, I think that deadline's coming up pretty soon. And right now, the phones that they're shipping don't have Google services, Gmail. Like They have access to Android, but not necessarily like Gmail. So uh, same with the Mate X, just like the the... Uh, the Mate 30 that just uh, launched recently, no key Google services. So uh, no real update right now. We're just sort of seeing whether or not some sort of deal gets brokered or if they actually like have to pull out and just be completely uh, dependent on their own Harmony OS. So we'll see. It's still kind of a holding pattern right now. Got it. Uh, here's one from Ben the One. What will happen to the world if quantum computers are ready and maybe even available to normal people? I mean, would all of our passwords be rendered useless? Oh, Shank, that's a good one. The quick answer is no. So first of all, these computers are extremely difficult to run. You have to refrigerate them down to as close to absolute zero, which is as cold as anything can possibly be, literally. So you're not going to be running these in your uh, laptop or your phone. These have to run in very, very carefully controlled circumstances in data centers where jiggled around, at least for the foreseeable future, nobody's going to have a quantum computer under their desk. Now, the bigger question is, will they crack your encryption? And the answer there is uh, yes, but no. So there is mathematical proof that quantum computers can crack today's encryption. But first of all, that will require several more years of development and probably several more quantum computing breakthroughs before that's practical. And at the same time, the U.S. government and a lot of private sector companies are working on what are called post-quantum algorithms, 
that will be impervious to those attacks. So hopefully by the time a quantum computer can, can crack today's encryption, there'll be something else in place that, it, that can't be cracked. So you probably don't need to worry about that one. There you Great go. answer. Man, wow. we got to have you on more often. We got a really dense, chewy topic here. It's nice to have a, uh, a real expert in here. Hey, Roger. hey, what? What? All uh, <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah, it's totally true. Hey, I got to make up for lost Steven time since show. we were offline the last couple of days. Yeah, Again, sure. wanted to say uh, thank you and sorry about that. We had a, a bit of a technical difficulty here. It's been solved as per usual. So we're back up and running. I, I don't know. This last couple months have been kind of cursed for us. But anyways, thanks to everyone for your patience and for coming back and joining us. We, you know, we love to have you. Uh, we got a few minutes left, so let's tackle a few more questions. Uh, I think it's time to pivot over in Nintendo World. What do you think, Scott? Uh, Ryan sure. wants to know. <laughs> actually, Ryan just yes. wanted to send a comment to you. He says, I watched your video yesterday, Scott. Uh, oh. came out at the perfect time as my 10-year-old has been asking for a light Switch light for Christmas. Scott's video changed my mind that loss of multiplayer is a big hit mm. oh, wow yeah well thank you um i i think that uh, i think about this a lot because i think people w don't want to keep spending money and we're you know we just talked about quantum computers and 2400 phones so a 200 to 300 system doesn't sound like a lot but it is in terms of you don't want to have to spend and the other thing to keep in mind is that um, who knows if the original Switch will also be on sale. Sometimes you could save $25 or more, get a bundle. And if you're talking about a $100 difference in price, mm. then suddenly that price difference could evaporate all of a sudden on a surprise Black Friday thing. Um, yeah, so thanks. Um, I think you'll be happier with the original Switch. I think I'm with you on that one, Scott. Considering I'm biased and exposed to you guys around it all the time, I don't think I would want the Switch light now i could imagine that if somebody's just itching for a portable game to shut the kids up in the backseat of the car yeah the switch light will, will yeah. fix that i ish. mean i i would like it a lot more if there was a better game sharing mechanic the game to it. sharing yeah like as a secondary or third switch for your family for your kids like but not having to pay double or triple the price for the same game like right. that just doesn't make sense right well then like at that price 200 dollars for each switch light is not a crazy price when you consider what ipads cost or any uh, a lot of tablets i mean yeah. even kindle tablets can go up to the 150 dollars range yeah. so like sure it's just games but it's not a crazy thing and I, I i know like the second switch in the house may sound crazy but it's not if you have a switch and you have kids you think about that and if nintendo just fixed that that's what i was begging for in the video just fix that game sharing thing yeah like it it doesn't seem ridiculous and i i said this to nintendo of course you know every company has its own reasons for doing what it's going to be doing but just allow it for the family account yeah this is not yeah. a ridiculous request. Right. And you solve all the problems except for this doing video out. But again, if you this is a second switch, it is a great handheld. I do want this now to be the form for where the switch goes, which mm. makes it really tough to go back to the original switch because this feels nicer. Are you and are you the screen is a little bit smaller. Are you able to forgive that that little change? Yeah, it's fine. Except for uh there are some games where I'm, I'm kind of squinting. I I, I been playing a bit of a upcoming game that's uh, coming out on October 31st that involves ghosts. Um, <laughs> that's like a little, uh, you know, th th that's an example. Uh, some of those role-playing games, particularly um, uh, if you're talking about Fire Emblem, which has really tiny oh, text for right, me, right. Um, but it's tiny even on the larger Switch. You can magnify it, but like, I think it's, it basically feels a pretty equivalent is yeah. what I'm saying. I think it's fine, except I kind of miss this doesn't have rumble. Because some games oh, actually yeah. use that as a mechanic, yes, uh, for some kind of notifications. And, Isn't that and, kind of weird that that's become yeah. so ingrained in like the Nintendo video gaming lexicon ever yeah. since Star Fox sixty four introduced that mobile pack? Granted, there had been right. some haptic uh, 
touch kind of things going on in video games before that, but nothing too revolutionary. The fact that that Rumble Pack on the 64 kind mm-hmm. of, that was, a, 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 I think, an underappreciated revolution because it did suddenly make the game more immersive and it had different tactile responses. It wasn't just like, that. It had, you know, degrees of response. And now, yep. look, at, yep. we've come to just expect it. I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I used to totally write off the Rumble stuff and now it, it's a very useful sixth sense. And I also feel that way in VR too. Like haptics is one of the most interesting things. Mm-hmm. Even on phones, it's probably underappreciated. So, and I think it's kind of like 3d on the 3ds where like when you remove the 3d you're like okay i was never using that but some games actually kind of use that 3d in interesting ways and then they had to design all games to basically not rely on 3d now nintendo is gonna have to ensure and it kind of already is like like that that all the games don't rely on rumble for any core mechanic Mm. because the light doesn't have it so like a couple of games i feel like you'd be missing something it's kind of like the way I don't know. It's just weird. Nintendo does this, and it's like I feel like they're painting themselves in a bit of a corner. So we'll see. I miss the rumble. I do too. Uh, we have just a few minutes left, so let's try to tackle as many as we can in a short amount of time. Uh, is there a way to transfer game saves from the regular Nintendo Switch to the Lite? Yes. Let me tell you how that works. It's I've gone. Isn't it? Yes, yeah. I've gone through this. You have a couple of options. One, as I began to rub my eye with exhaustion, one is that it, actually Nintendo's made this a lot easier than they used to. So in some sense, thank you, because it used to be like you take a long time. You can transfer all of your information from one switch to another. It doesn't transfer the full downloaded games, just the save data states, and it makes you feel a little nervous because you're like hoping nothing screws up. But also, if you're a Switch online customer. Hmm. Most of the games have have cloud save, but I noticed some like Splatoon 2 and a couple of others don't have the cloud save enabled. Like a small handful weirdly don't, Yeah, but most do. And what that means is that all that stuff's out there to be downloaded. If you transfer over your, your account, your user account stuff, it'll be over here. Then you re-download the games. On the other Switch, which then becomes the secondary, you can also re-download the games, but it only checks when they're, when they're online. And the game saves... So if you save on one game system, you go to the other game system, uh, it should just be there, but you have to go into settings under data management, and it goes to cloud save, and it shows a list of all of your game states. Some still need to be uploaded, some there's fresher data that should be downloaded. So when you click on the game, you can choose which one you want, and it's pretty confusing because if you, it's fine if you get used to it, but I started games where I was like, wait, I have to play all over again? Oh no, go into the settings and re-download the game save data. It all worked. So in that sense, cool. And you can check. <laughs> but I, my, my eyes are rolling. It's a little rolling. like just, shuttling. Yeah, you're yeah. like shuttling back and forth. It just means that at least you could. You could. I've been playing games between both systems. And you just read. You just make sure when you get to the other also, system, you, you download do have, the game You have data. a unique problem that you, you have been juggling multiple systems. Most yes. people aren't going to be doing Most that. Most people right? aren't doing that. Yeah. But yeah. if you have kids and you like keep one parked at home so the kids can play, like this is how you Dad's traveling. He's taking the one that can play on the plane. Yeah. You get the one that's at home. Guess what? You can't play that offline at your friend's house anymore. Tough. Also, my kid's second account that he plays Fortnite on. So Fortnite's fine because you could create a new free game and just use uh, oh, yeah. uh, you, yeah. you lose a login. But another game like Splatoon, well, guess what? That's downloaded under my account. Oops, you can't play it now oh, on wow. the second Switch. So find Dad's Switch. Dad's traveling. And that's terrible. But or or Nintendo's answer is get a game card, mm. which is like the age old Nintendo answer. Right, right. Buy a second card. It's better than it used to be, but it's so close to being fixable. I hope that answers your questions. 
I hope so. That was that was a very Sorry. comprehensive answer. I'm so passionate about this. Yeah. Um, it's totally livable and totally annoying at the same time. There you go. That's a lot, that's life right there. That's life. Yeah. But like, isn't it supposed to be like a fun Disney casual? Disney's not casual either. Disney is annoying at Disney. Disney's very corporate. Yeah. Yes. You have to wait on lines. You have to go fast pass. Yeah. You have to deal with reservations. But you know what? You deal with it. Yes. You just deal with it. It's not great, but you deal with it. That's how I feel. I just feel like I could see the light ahead at the end of the tunnel for this. And it's like with Apple, with the iPad, it's like you just want them to get there. Okay, uh, we had to let Shank go because he had a presser to get to, but thank you again to Stephen Shanklin for joining us on the show. Uh, before we let everyone go, since we're on the topic of the Switch, has anyone purchased Google Stadia Founder Edition? Uh, are you disappointed about the Stadia controller as well as that Stadia can only play using Wi-Fi? Scott, you've had a little experience with this guy. Is this all true? Now, I've not had any experience with the, with the upcoming to-be-released hardware outside of a couple of brief demos mm-hmm. which google has been pretty locked down on so far so we've not tried this in the wild but yeah it sounds like uh, the capabilities for what the controller can do are are limited the hardware that it works with it's going to be limited yeah the game launch selection is going to be limited and even the the cooler wider scale things like what it could do with youtube or what it could do with like the whole promise of like thousand player battle royale stuff mm-hmm. that's not going to be I mean, it sounds like this is like a soft launch in 2019 with an unveiling of the other stuff probably in 2020 i mean they're also i think looking or waiting for the infrastructure to improve to actually handle yes the bandwidth for some of this stuff right yeah and like I think that, 5g brian Just, right that's it that like my to, one test, 5G uh, slug. to test like what what's going on right now yeah get the technology off the ground and see but it, it, I, it, to me, it feels like Project Stadia in the right. sense that this is something right now that will not be the ultimate solution, but it'll be really interesting to see how it And plays. that is part of Google's MO, right? They, they, they tend to launch things in beta in general, right? Gmail was... Projects. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gmail was in beta for years, right? So The most interesting thing to me about Stadia is the larger scale stuff that isn't even about games. It's like the simultaneous telepresence mm. and the possibilities for YouTube that go beyond games. I think this is a fascinating technology that kind of turns my brain inside out when I start thinking about, um, it's almost like a virtual reality to this, like the instancing that can go on. And when you're starting to stream stuff, that's not just a video, but is a experience that you can interact with, but might have different states. Mm. Um, There's something weird and fascinating in that, that I think Google is dipping its toes into. But right now, yes, it's about games. But again, we've seen that. There have been streaming game services before. Right. And there will be more streaming game services going forward. And I don't even know how compatible Stadia will really be with all of those. Like, you know, are you going to be stuck in Stadia land for your game purchases? Will you be able to cross over? We'll know more about that very soon. Okay, before we let everyone go, uh, Ryan says I haven't purchased a gaming console since the PS3 in 09. Wow. Not a big gamer, just looking for something the kids would like. Would you say the Switch is the best option over the PS4 or Xbox? Yes. Yes. The Switch is my favorite game yeah. console. Right. Like For all my gripes, I wanted. To, I think I said this at the top of the article today. Um, it's my favorite game console right yeah. now. And Me it's too. not even close. Uh, for kids, I think that was the question for kids. Yep. For kids, it is hands down. Um, unless you're going into the mobile environment, which you know has a lot of interesting games that kids play. But... I just find that the PS4 and the Xbox, even in their presentation, 
go so far into games that are not kid appropriate. The way yeah. they advertise I mean, they're on definitely, the, it's more for hardcore gamers. Yes. They're more expensive. Everything uh, on the dashboard. They're not, they're not as mobile. They're not no. as portable. So, yeah, in general, like, I'm with you. The, the Switch, I mean, I'm a later adopter of the Switch. Like, I've had an Xbox One for a long time. That thing collects has been collecting dust since my first kid was born. The Switch, yeah. though, I can play... On the train ride, I can We're playing play Xbox out. more now, but their kids are older. Yeah, right, right. But like, yeah, for me right now, it's like if I can carve out a little time, I'm not turning on my computer, booting up my console, turn on the Switch, it's on instantly. I can take it around with me, and the games are definitely more. I feel like they're more kid appropriate in general. Like, yes, they're they're not just kid appropriate; they're like universally appropriate games. Right? They're great, and every time yeah. I think that they're going to run aground and kind of like just do a lot of like repetitive stuff. Even that stuff that seems repetitive is such high quality. Yeah. They have a a remarkable ability of just making, you see in reviews, like they, they sustain quality over time. So there's a lot of really good games, a lot of great Mm -hmm. indie games Mm -hmm. that are, you know, instead of the $60 games, you can get a lot of uh, $20 fantastic indie games that, that are now going to the switch because it has a large base. Mm -hmm. So it it fits in there and it's portable. So some of those games are, are like only playable in a portable state on the Switch. Um, so I think it's great for kids and the multiplayer. So anyway, it's just that right now Nintendo made it really ornery when this should have been a slam dunk. Yeah, I mean, if I were to recommend a Switch, I would still recommend the the classic, or I guess the new upgraded, the longer-lasting Switch, yeah. but with the Joy-Cons, not the, not the light. With the Joy-Cons. Yeah. It, it is a lot of fun to play multiplayer, um, and some games that are out there like the Mario Party, like yep. Smash Brothers, some some are really designed to be played in a group. The Jackbox Party Pack type things, like yep. I mean, Bingo. all that stuff you're going to not be able to do. Yeah, I never thought I'd really get into the idea of bringing that sucker along to a bar and dropping that down, ripping the Joy Cons <laughs> off, and playing with some strangers. But I've done it a couple times now, and you know what? It's solid. Like yeah. it's like bringing a board game around with you, but it's even more convenient. Okay, we're over time, but I wanted to address these really quick before we shut down. Uh, Timothy's asking if you think the light is the next DS, and before we get into that, wasn't there a little bit of a leaked rumor earlier this week, later last week, about a new Game Boy, like the end-all, be-all Game Boy become, like, coming along, or is that just troll-worthy that I got baited into? Well, there was a, a, a company called Analog, which I wrote about had uh, is is making like their perfect retro player Game Boy. So I don't know if that was the one that you saw. Like I heard rumors about Nintendo themselves unveiling a new Game Boy in the line. I'm gonna look for it. Like a so, Game Boy know, Classic. I keep waiting for them to make a Game Boy Classic because it's like 30th anniversary of Game Boy. Yeah. Make an original black and white Game Boy with with 30 classic games on it or 40. Would it still run on the AA batteries? Yeah, but we rechargeable. Okay, all right. Right? I mean, I don't know. Or double A for fun. Yeah. Um, I, I think that would be great. Uh, the DS and the 3D... Oh, the DS. The 3DS, it, that that whole thing feels like the end of the line. And I would see the Switch Lite as being the successor to that. I think mm-hmm. a lot of longtime Nintendo players are gripey. Even when I called it the sequel to the 3DS, um, a couple of friends on Facebook were like, yeah, but it doesn't play 3DS games, so it's not a sequel, Scott. And I was like, I get it. I know. I love the 3DS, but I think that, that again, that's like end of the road, and this totally sets up as the successor to that. It's great for on-the-go games. And it makes sense having one common platform for developers to actually work on. Yes. Like that's, you get the bigger breadth of games, right? Well, 3DS was also, I'm amazed at the whole dual screen. From the very beginning, I'm amazed that succeeded because it was mm. such a weird design. Yeah. Talk about folding things. 
like they made that work but as a result and this is part of the archiving history of the ds and 3ds you have these dual screen things now with that were stylus support like oh, you're not yeah. gonna be able to have anything that really plays that in the same way going forward right so they kind of had to start over they had to make something new and say like unless they're totally committed to that forever it's kind of like a goodbye to that to that phase so yes i think that nintendo sees the money here too which is like they're doing well with the switch Mm -hmm. and it is portable so that's the future all right closing thoughts google is pursuing quantum supremacy currently and ibm is focused on quantum advantage which in your opinion is more important i really wish shank was still on yeah skype may i i have no idea but i would just like to take this opportunity to talk about some of the amazing phrases that I found in the Nature <laughs> article. Um, Sorry, for the record, I could not find that article I was citing earlier. I think I might have dreamed it or just saw some BS on Reddit. But yeah, I saw a rumor that there was a new Game Boy coming. Okay. Uh, and if anybody can help me validate that, I'd appreciate it. The, a powerful new tool, cross-entropy benchmarking. I just like they're That's amazing. amazing. For- that sounds biological. Yeah, I was like... It doesn't even sound like a computer. I didn't even get a chance to ask... I, I know we didn't answer that question because I have no idea about the answer to that question. Yeah, sorry. But we, we, I mean, who I knows? Think, I think it's great that they're both putting effort into the, you know, these supercomputers or these quantum computers, but... The answer is probably yes. That they both are pursuing... That's a very quantum answer. Right. Both yes and no. It's a quantum state. Yes. There you go. There you go. I think that... I didn't get a chance to ask Shank about this, but there's a fascinating thread in, this, in, the, in the Nature paper and about... Um, error correction and probability and that, mm. that, that even that phrase cross entropy benchmarking that they were talking about getting to uh, paving the way towards error correction and I was thinking my naive self thinking about computers is like well, what errors I thought computers are precise Perfect. yeah but the, and, and I'm waiting for Shanklin to be listening and be like Scott no no let me explain what's going on but like <laughs> I think that that's exactly it that quantum is about some sort of like probability field so again, I'm trying to understand this as well, but I think it's fascinating because I think the rules of the game and how it's talked about for mm-hmm. computing are also changing. Totally. Try to dive into that piece and find how quickly it will repel you because th- <laughs> thankfully Shanklin broke it down in a much clearer way. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. It's, and uh, well, if you are interested in more things about quantum computing, oh yeah, Google uh, Google's holding that conference down in Santa Barbara right now. Shanklin, you saw him in his hotel room. He's about to run off to this conference to, to learn more about... All things quantum computing. So you'll be writing more, and there's a lot. Yes, more Yes, definitely stay tuned to CNET for more on everything on quantum computer. Everything. I'm I'm giving Shank a pretty high bar there to, yeah. to cross. Shank will deliver all of your dreams. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He'll make every dream come true for you. There you go. So just stay tuned. But it'll be later because we're out of time. We're way over time. Again, thanks everybody for your patience. Recently, I feel like it fe- I'm saying it feels good to be back almost every show these days. But it's been a weird couple of months. Anyways, everything's good. See you tomorrow, Roger. Yeah, it has been. It is fantastic to be back. It's a great show, everyone. Thanks, as always, to Scott for making time for us. Thanks to Shank, who's already offline, so we can't see this anyways. For you at home, we'd love if you subscribed and rang the bell so you could join us on the regular here weekday mornings. We really do enjoy catching up with you and learning what topics you want to discover more of. We'll see you tomorrow for The Daily Charge. I'm Roger Chang. I'm Scott Stein. Thanks for joining us.